0: Dude, it's one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. You're from freaking Michigan, you should know that shit.
1: This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com.
2: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, T Simon.
1: And I'm Lance Wackerly.
2: What's up there, Wacker?
1: Uh, I'm just enjoying the post-Hallows' Eve glow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even get to do anything on Hallows' Eve. Did you even pass out candy?
1: No, I was in a hotel room asleep. I took two two Tylenol PMs and just crashed at like nine.
2: Did you even dress up just for yourself? Like put on a little clown suit and just pass out in your bed?
1: No, I dressed down. I was completely (laughs) naked. (laughs) That's the worst costume.
2: (laughs) That's the scariest costume of them all, man. I drew a spooky
1: face on the head of my penis. (laughs) There are no photos.
2: I went to some lame-ass L.A. goth party. It was awesome costs like fucking 20. How, 20- how
1: do you know how do you know the difference when you're with Goths if it's Halloween or not?
2: Every day's Halloween for them. Well, you right. you know the difference because it costs 25 bucks to get into their party and you pay $11 for a well whiskey and soda. That that's the difference.
1: You pay 25 bucks to get in and the drinks are still expensive if not even free?
2: Yeah, I don't know why I went to this. I was talked into it. It was stupid. I was annoyed. Hip
1: flask that, you know what, you, and that's what, what thing. are you supposed to be? I'm the guy with the hip flask. <laughs> well,
2: that, that's the thing I was thinking about. I was just like, they didn't even pat you down. I could have brought three hip flasks. You know, just kind of hit them on different portions of my body. Yeah. We're wear like an army fatigue outfit or something. Yeah, but really, really jacket. though, it actually was good for me. The drinks cost eleven dollars. These exorbitant price drinks, so it limited my alcohol intake because Wackerly, I'm telling you, after New Orleans. I think I have permanently damaged my liver. It's hard, and it's like protruding from my abdomen.
1: Do you have scleroderma?
2: I can rest a, I can rest a beer on it, think, which is what most New Orleans people do. Like New Orleans folk just kind of walk along at an angle with their drink or their arm just resting on their hardened liver. Because those people drink more than any other city I've ever been to in my entire life. I could never live there. I would die.
1: Are they natives, or are they tourists?
2: Everyone. Everyone goes there just to get completely fucked up. It's kind of like Vegas, but with a soul. Like, if Vegas had any kind of soul or culture, it would be New mm-hmm. Orleans. But it's but they're similar because it's just, you know, you've got Bourbon Street where there's all those, like, douchebag, like, meathead bars that are playing techno or whatever. And that's where all the tourists go, and everyone's got those daiquiris and those really long-necked glasses.
1: Zydeco techno or just normal techno? No,
2: just like uh, Rihanna or whatever popular songs is there, a,
1: is there an accordion involved
2: <laughs> but that's the thing though the rest of the city once you get off of bourbon street and people puking in the gutters then there's like i mean there's tons of bars everywhere and they're open 24 7 they never shut down i mean some do some of the tourist spots shut down but for the most part every bar is open all night and there are people in there all night and the shit city gets incredibly sketchy after like 4 4 a.m mm. like around 3 or 4 you start walking and it's pretty desolate and it's dark it's kind of sketchy, and it's just there's a, there's a certain element to like a vibe of just like really just sketchiness to that city it makes you think if you like passed out and you woke up you'd be missing organs because they'd be used for some obscure voodoo ritual or something.
1: Your butthole organ. <laughs> How many beads did you get while you were there?
2: I didn't get any. They weren't even doing the beads thing. What? I thought, yeah, I was I was throwing beads. I was throwing beads at women, expecting them to, like, actually remove their, their, their tops, their outfits, and show me their breasts. And
1: that's, where you, that's your first mistake, is they, throw, they throw you the, show you the tits, and then you throw the beads.
2: I was offering it to them. And then when they wouldn't do it, You're I just threw it the at them. In front of them. Yeah. I don't know. I thought any, women, I thought any woman in New Orleans, you could walk up to them with beads, and they showed their tits, because it's just a learned response.
1: I thought it was one of their municipal regulations that they had to do that.
2: No, even the female cops don't show their tits. (laughs) (laughs) They're
1: supposed to be setting an example.
2: (laughs) You know what's weird about that city? You can drink in the street. You can drink anywhere. You can smoke anywhere. You can drink all night. You can go to brothels. They have real brothels that you can walk into... Because uh, our friend Migley over there was showing me his, his uh, whole, like, row of favorite brothels that he, that he frequents.
1: Wait, you're just, there's legalized prostitution in Norway? You can
2: walk into – there. there's one place called the Harem that we went to. There's another one called the Dixie Chicks. It's just real brothels. And there's strip clubs. There's the both. Chicks with Dicks? I don't know about that. I didn't see any – well, they're probably – I'm sure. But the one thing you can't do, if you smoke marijuana outside, you will be arrested immediately and be in jail for five days.
0: Mm. Gotta, I do I guess know. they
1: got to crack down on something.
2: You can even gamble there. Uh, yeah, but my liver's smarts. I drank an excessive amount of alcohol. It was a good time. It, it, what was funny, the highlight, the highlight, I think, of the trip was last, uh, the last day I was there was on Monday. And I was walking back to the French. Did you have
1: some really good jambalaya? hoo boy, I had a jambalaya.
2: I did have some jambalaya. I did have red beans and rice. That's another big thing there.
1: Did you get any of that gator meats?
2: And the po' boy, I did have some gator. It's and not vegetarian, vegetarian, but I had to try it.
1: <laughs> you had tofu gator?
2: No, I had like real gator. I tried oh, a little no. bit of gator. A little it's fried dangerous. piece of gator.
1: You must have been wasted.
2: I was very wasted. I didn't know what I was eating. <laughs> and then someone <laughs> told me. And I thought about spitting it out, but then I was like, well, whatever. It's not going to me. Alligators
1: kind of like a fish, and you eat fish.
2: Yeah. Or more You know, it's, they, they swim. Yeah, Same kind of thing.
1: It lays eggs. It didn't. It didn't
2: actually taste all that bad. It had like it was. You know, it's weird. Well, when that's you,
1: what chicken tastes like. You should just be eating chicken, also.
2: Well, that's the thing. When I eat something that like lobster it has a, a different consistency of what I'd normally eat, so that's what was kind of threw me off. I was like, what the, is this? Am I, I'm i eating meat? No, yeah, it's stringy. Yeah, it's stringy. It just tastes weird. So anyway, the last day I was there, I was wondering. Back to my hotel, and I was wasted. It had to have been like around 3.30 or 4 in the morning.
1: Weaving back and forth. Weaving back and forth.
2: forth, waiting to be robbed and uh, possibly tortured. I ended, up, I ended up at this bar that uh, I walked by. It's one of the older bars on, on Bourbon Street, actually. It's called the Absent, the old Absinthe House or something. And So I'm yes. sitting there, having a drink, and on the TV, it's a big screen TV. It's just everybody's watching the, the wreckage. And Hurricane Sandy just ravaging New York City. And so, Sandy? Sandy. And so we're, we're watching this you know, this, this path of just destruction from this hurricane. And then meanwhile, to the right of me, there's this couple, like this guy. They're probably in their early 20s, probably. His girl was just wasted. She was just wasted. She had puked all over herself. There was puke all over her front of her, her dress or shirt or whatever it was. Puke all over the ground. And she kept trying to take her shirt off. So her tits were hanging out, which was awesome, even though they were covered in jambalaya puke. Well,
1: but he—we're he, going braless, as can I understand that?
2: Yeah, she just she didn't have a bra; on. she just had. kept unbuttoning her shirt, so she kind
1: of had like a wet T-shirt. If instead of water you used barf, no, it was and, a but black, then just Also taking the shirt off,
2: it was a black button-down shirt. So she was just unbuttoning the oh. buttons, and her tits were hanging out, but there was just puke all over her, and puke all over the ground. <laughs> a and black the de-
1: shirt isn't what you want to be wearing when you puke all over yourself. The puke really stands out at that point.
2: Yeah, it almost looked like some kind of decoration for the shirt. Like the shirt Is, was just a decorated. nice brooch
1: you have there. Oh, it's vomit.
2: <laughs> Is that a piece of shrimp you got going on there?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, her boyfriend was trying to, bu- you know, like he was trying to like, maintain her modesty and was trying to like button up her shirt and she'd punch don't him in the face don't embarrass
1: me woman Keep she, your dignity.
2: or she would just punch him in the face like every time he tried to like oh, button her man. shirt so he was just like what the fuck finally she fell backwards off the stool onto the ground in the puke and was just laying there in fetal position just passed out and so then he was trying to pick her up she'd punch him in the face finally like some tourist that was in there was like oh my god call an ambulance this woman's dead and then the uh, the bar This bags- guy
1: deserves like the Nobel Prize for dealing with a shitty girlfriend.
2: I, you know, I've dealt with really First drunk of all, girlfriends, you're,
1: but she's wasted. You're just trying to like be like, babe, we should just go back. You're really drunk. I'm drunk too, and it's hard to deal with you, but I know you're really drunk. Then she's punching you in the face. <laughs> then she's taking her clothes off, and you're just trying to get them back on. Then she's punching you in the face again. Then she passes out, and you're just like, oh my god, I just got to get her back to the room. And then some like. Fucking do gooder starts trying to call the fucking ambulance, which is like, Oh my god, this is gonna make the situation a hundred times worse. She just needs to sleep it off and she's gonna get her stomach pumped.
2: I didn't even offer any help. I just sat there watching it, kinda of smiling. Oh
1: no. I mean what are you gonna do that's gonna help?
2: Nothing. I don't wanna get puke all over me.
1: No, even if even if you were like weren't were willing to get puke all over you, I mean there's nothing you can do that's gonna help the situation. Well,
2: he his hotel was across the street and he was just trying to lift her up off the floor. And she would just punch him in the face and lay back down in the puke.
1: If you went not try to help, she would punch you in the face. And then maybe you would like, like rear back and punch and her back. The guy would be fight, And then the guy would be fighting you. There's no <laughs> good end to you helping. Or he'd be like, get off my girlfriend. You're trying to grab her titty. He was,
2: There's I just no, felt bad for this no, guy. He looked like he was probably, it. I don't know, a junior in college or something. Kind of dorky. You know, and he's just sitting there, and his girlfriend wasn't even that hot. She was kind of fat, and sort of gross, like sort of sort of had a homely looking expression on her <laughs> I love face.
1: Love of this judgment passing by drunken D. Simon at the at the absinthe lounge.
2: No, I was just saying. I was like, if she was borderline. I'm gonna leave her here in that bed of puke. That's what I'm saying. It's like if she was more attractive, she's fat and ugly. Yeah, she wasn't attractive, and she's punching you in the face. She's ungrateful.
1: Yeah. But, but you, you know, you still went to New Orleans together. You can't just abandon her at that point, no matter if she doesn't, you know, she's got too much acne for you or
2: whatever. Lack of respect. Well, what was funny is so they, instead of calling an ambulance, the, bar, the bartenders were these chicks that worked there. They obviously were used to this type of, of shenanigans that occurred in this bar. They're like, they just yelled and these two like little uh, Cajun looking dudes came out and they already had rubber gloves on. And they just kind of one guy grabbed her up under the shoulders, the other guy kinda of grabbed her feet, and they're like, Where's she going? Like but in that Cajun accent, like, Where's she going? Bub?" whatever. And they Like they, in
1: True Blood season one. Yeah, kinda like that.
2: And they walked her across the street to the hotel. It's Creole, I think they call that. Yeah, it was like a Creole kind of I don't know, like inflection it's to like their the voice.
1: French and Jamaican patois mixed together. Yeah, this, I Pratouan actually kind means, of, right? Mixed together.
2: The chicks that had that uh Cajun Creole sounding accent was actually kinda of hot. It's rather arousing.
1: Really? Yeah, it's
2: a sexy accent for girls. Hmm. I mentioned like, guys, it's a sexy sounding accent, it's just kind of sort of white trash, but also sort of exotic.
1: Were they offering you like uh like <laughs> like gold out of a test tube while they were talking? To you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: in my (laughs) dreams girls
1: seem sexy however they be talking
2: in my dreams they were so anyway they they walked the 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 couple back to their hotel and all all was fine except we were still watching on the big screen you know hurricane sandy ravaging the east coast and it was funny the attitude of these people these hurricane battered people of new orleans that just like they were so callous like oh whatever you call that a hurricane we had
1: Hurricane well, they're, Katrina. they got a big sense of that they were wronged down there, and I don't know if it's right or wrong, but uh, a lot of people seem to think that they were wronged.
3: don't possibly,
2: but I mean, what, what else were, the, were we supposed to do? I mean, did we? We gave them a lot of charity. We rebuilt. That I, ma- city. I mailed
1: like fifteen sponges when that happened. <laughs> I put them in a UPS box, sent them down there, care, care of, care of. Louisiana, New Orleans. I sent a couple of stickers so on T-shirts. So this up with that.
2: Some stickers. Yeah. You know? That's
1: a, put oh, your that's house good. back together with these stickers. <laughs> you
2: clothe in. your naked children. Here's a <laughs> Sick and Rock shirt and advertise.
1: That's like what we do to like like third world African countries. Like like how many kids do you think are wearing um Detroit Tigers World Series Champions t-shirts In like
2: Kenya right now, or something?
1: Which, of course, they weren't the World Series champions, so they had all these t-shirts that they can't sell, so they send them to Africa.
2: Yeah, I bet you a lot of them, actually. Yeah. Which is kind of cool.
1: It's kind of like us sending, you know, sick and wrong t-shirts to Hurricane Ravage New Orleans.
2: <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, they There's a, a, I don't know, some business over there that was offering tours of the Ninth Ward now the ninth ward of Louisiana or of uh, New Orleans was like the most severely hit by right. Hurricane Katrina, but they've never done anything with it. Like FEMA built these makeshift homes that were only supposed to be temporary dwellings. People still it's live still in there, like and everything else is just abandoned homes are, that were just destroyed. And I guess people just say don't don't go there. No one goes there. White people definitely do not go there. So I I wanted to go as part of this tour, but then migley was like nah dude it's really depressing i'd rather not see it <laughs> so i was just like all right well whatever so well, we that,
1: that's where the animosity is gonna hit a fever pitch is when you know all these areas that have been torn apart by sandy uh hurricane sandy in the northeast which is a very wealthy area of the country basically right i mean you can find poor pockets but on balance it's more wealthy than the gulf coast oh for sure you know if if all their shit gets fixed in like the space of three months four months six months and you know in the meantime areas of the gulf coast and louisiana and new orleans are still fucked up and katrina happened like what four or five years ago then that's gonna be like hmm what why why did that what's going on why why the different treatment
2: well, I think it's because, well, New York City is actually important to the world. <laughs> Louisiana. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, really? B- businesses. A bunch,
1: of, a bunch of dudes waving papers around at each other. You know that all that real trading goes on? Goes the United
2: on? fucking Nations. Yes. Oh, yeah. New York City well, is... Well, what have they done lately? I'm, all I'm saying, you don't have any of that in New Orleans. You just have you a know, bar a, B, serving. A, B,
1: the home of ABC and NBC and CBS, those great networks. Major that media outlets. All the time now, right? I get all my news from televised news.
2: The Daily Show.
1: Oh, The Daily Show, yes.
2: Broadway. Everything happens in New York City. Oh,
1: my God. What, what, what would I do without Avenue Q?
2: Exactly, dude. I mean, it's it's the hub of our existence is that city. Whereas New Orleans, great place to visit. <laughs> we we'll want to live there. Greatest
1: loss are probably a lot of really great pizza places.
2: I was kind of surprised though, because I was very dismissive at first of this hurricane too. I'm like, oh, big it's deal? Serious business. Come on, it is serious business. Actually, I just want to go through some stats here. But uh, I was reading today, just a few hours ago, Hurricane Sandy. So far, the death toll, sixty people, had died from yes, this. Yes, I morning.
1: heard that on the news this morning, and that, that amazed me. I, 60 I people died related to this.
2: I mean, I thought people like evacuated they were, you know, the areas that were going to be hard, you know, the hardest hit, they were evacuated. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. 60 how people. Many, died. I
1: always wonder how many people like, like this guy died because a giant wall of water, like crushed him or a tree. People fell. like I was in the hospital and I was in the middle of like getting my dialysis and the hurricane knocked the power out and the dialysis machine broke. And then I died from like septic shock which is still horrible. And then I wonder like how many people like I was, I'm a big fat piece of shit and I was going to have a heart attack any day anyways. And this just like put me over the
2: edge. Is it? That's the thing I always wonder about that. That's why I find these, uh, these death tolls kind of speculative because you know how many people died because directly as a result of this hurricane, like drowned or were crushed by a tree or versus died from an extraneous circumstance. They say the total damage this is just an estimate here. $20 $20 billion, which is about double the total inflicted by uh, Irene. And that's just now. We don't even know. I mean, you know, the, the, the cost of repairing the water-soaked subway system, that's probably going to cost the, d- the
1: dollar number is always uh, – I'm always skeptical of that, no matter how much I try and just th- try and be like, well, you know, maybe it really is that much. But, like, you know that shit's inflated because they do shit like, well, this pizza slice place usually sells, like, you know – Fifteen hundred dollars worth of pizza a day, and they didn't do any. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I mean, crazy, like lost business, and not not like it's going to cost us twenty billion dollars to rebuild all this stuff.
2: Well, I mean, how can they really know for sure at this point? I mean, it's just only right. a few days after. But you sure. know, the Katrina's price tag uh, to the Gulf Coast climbed above a hundred billion dollars, and it's still kind of a shithole in certain areas.
1: <laughs> Same thing though. Like, what does that number really mean? I want to see the. I want to see the breakdown of of where all that. That figure came from
2: yeah i don't even know how they uh how they even generate that figure
1: i mean i'm sure but there's like some but i mean factors. look at the see i go by like i mean look at the photos of like that like breezy point or whatever it was called where like just this and entire burnt? neighborhood was flattened
2: yeah and there's a there was a whole area where a fire broke out and like uh, what like a whole like block of like 50 like homes 60 houses or, 60 i think that houses. might be
1: breezy point I could be getting it wrong. It's all a blur now at this point.
2: I saw images online of uh, subway systems just completely flooded. Like you couldn't even go down. Like you saw water just in the stairs, like the stairwell, it's just filled with Which water. It's pretty
1: weird. I mean, it's a big island, and yeah, you have this underground <laughs> subway system, and it's right on the water, and there's like, yeah, there's bad weather. Well, out I mean, there. how
2: often does this happen, though?
1: What they say that happened is this is a hurricane. And normally the hurricanes always turn, you know, they hit the coast and then they turn right. They head right. They make a right-hand turn. Righty. righty tidy. <laughs> and uh, what happened was the hurricane came up and then there was another storm that was inland that was making low pressure. And it sort of sucked the hurricane up. left. Yeah, they sort of did like a tag team maneuver on, on the whole northeastern coast there.
2: You know whose fault this was? Al Gore. Because he's the one that started this whole climate-changing, global warming
1: thing. <laughs> you know what I think? I, you know, I've been an atheist for a long time now. But this this might change my mind. Because I, what I are read you, today. Wait, wait, wait.
2: You found God through this hurricane, Wackerly? Are you, are you sending out a prayer? Do you want to start a prayer for all the victims of well, Hurricane okay, yeah. Sandy?
1: Thanks for reminding me. When we were discussing the show beforehand, <laughs> I did want to mention that and I think we would be remiss to not say that you know all of our—is it our hearts and prayers or our hopes and prayers? I can never understand what these fuckers are saying. That was my crotch so and my prayers. Our hearts and prayers go out to all of our listeners that are that live in the northeast region that have been affected by the. Thing. Anybody who's been like trying to watch a primetime <laughs> so show so disingenuous. But the, <laughs> if you've been trying to watch a primetime <laughs> show like Will and Grace or whatever else is on now. And it was like preempted by news coverage. My heart goes out to you. Um, anybody who was going to buy a t-shirt, but couldn't because trampic. the power was out. And they didn't have internet or my heart goes out to that person. Anyone who do hasn't to, do downloaded
2: anything? the show and then they have to listen to it streaming from our website, but you can't because now there's no, you know, there's no internet connection.
1: Or if you were listening to last week's show, the Halloween, the spooktacular show, and your iPod player like, like ran out of battery, like in the middle of the show. And it was in the middle of one of D's great quips. Oh my, so my God. Heart, my heart, my hearts and prayers go out to you. Guy. So, I feel
2: so bad for you, man. Just I, just, uh,
1: I noticed that all like dancing with the stars I, I've been in a hotel room for work for the past three days so I've been watching lots of shitty cable and like every even the most vapid show like ours this podcast <laughs> feels <laughs> that they you know they have to dedicate a lot of time to just saying how much they care and uh, you know I know we do this silly podcast but our our hopes and hearts and prayers really go out to all you people. Jimmy Kimmel did a big thing about it. David Letterman did a show with no audience. Like that that was very poignant.
2: I thought you wrote a song called Sending My Love Across the Tubes.
1: It was uh you, was, Sending the Clowns Across the Tubes. Sending the Clowns. What they really the need tube, is uh, yeah. is laughter right now. Laughter it's Mostly Slide Whistle. <laughs> um and I can do a little solo rhythm. It's like You're working
2: on this for days.
1: For the hurricane, or whatever it's called. And my Super heart Storm will go Sandy. on. <laughs> <laughs> Our hearts and prayers go out to
0: you.
2: <laughs> People, all the proceeds from this song are going to be donated to the victims of Hurricane Sandy from Sick
1: and Just, uh Just email me if you're a victim and I'll send you the proceeds. <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: going to three. Yeah. So okay, so you found God from this, from this experience.
1: Well, no, no, we didn't even get to that part yet. <laughs> you oh. know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Actually, I'm well acquainted a, with that story. A Jew, you're a you're a good Jewish boy. You had to learn all this stuff before your bar mitzvah, right? Because this is Old Testament shit, right? Yeah, this,
2: now this is old school. This is the first five books, in, but this is the Torah. I'm down with the Torah. This is in the Torah. This so, is in the Torah.
1: These two shitty towns. I know I I why I Sodom was bad because of sodomy. There was a lot of buggery going on, which nowadays we're enlightened and we, we're fine with sodomy, right?
2: Well, you live right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know which town my brother would live in. Right. Okay.
1: That's what happens. In, that's, so God did not like that back then. He didn't like all the sodomy. But what, and what was Gomorrah? What was their problem?
2: I think that was just the hustlers and the pimps. The gambling.
1: Prosties.
2: The prostitutes, the hoes. Gamora
1: was like Las Vegas, and Sodom was like San Francisco, is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, kind of, pretty much. Well, almost like San Francisco and Oakland. You know, Oakland's got a lot of drinking, a lot of prostitutes, a lot of hoes. You got San Francisco, a lot of buggery.
1: Oakland doesn't have strip clubs, though, which is weird. Oh, yeah. A plug for your book, too. Uh, indirectly. <laughs> 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 November 5th, true. people buy Play Something Nancy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, it's true. So, but, but what I like about Sodom and Gomorrah is that, like, if you go, you know, the whole Noah thing, like I flooded the earth. That, I guess that is kind of like Sandy. But didn't Sodom and Gomorrah? Didn't like God just like incinerated it? Like that's you wasted
2: cool. it. Yeah, it was like, like just it,
1: burnt the shit out of all of them.
2: Just yeah, just completely just because bullshit was the whole going
1: And uh, Hurricane Sandy apparently devastated Seaside Heights, New Jersey. And if you're a girl who likes reality TV, or a guy, I guess, mostly girls, though, uh, you'll recognize that Seaside Heights is a place where families have walked the boardwalk, eaten fried dough, and ridden amusement park rides for generations. It's in ruins now. The boardwalk has also been made famous by MTV's hit reality show, the Jersey shore. And that oh. boardwalk has been destroyed with parts of it sticking straight up sand pushed up from the beach, fills the road parallel to it.
2: Wow. Okay. Maybe God there is a God
1: episode. The Jesus, the triumvirate God, or maybe just the old Testament. God, uh, I could see the this Jersey shore yeah. and was like, this show is bullshit. <laughs> And he decided that, you know, collateral damage, whatever. I got I to gotta take that shit out.
2: I bet you you know what happened. He probably sent one of his angels over to Viacom and was just like, if you don't remove this show, this 30 minutes of sheer iniquity, this insult to my name, then you will feel my, the full brunt of my wrath. And Viacom was just like, oh, suck it. Suck it, God. <laughs> suck it. Next thing you know, what, we, look what you're happened. You're
1: fucking God, but we own like MTV and Nickelodeon and all these other channels. Yeah. Like you ain't shit. But I was then, just about to say that God's an idiot, because why take out the town? That's the setting. Why not take out just the Viacom offices? <laughs> that, would, that would solve a lot of other problems, like 16 and Pregnant and like My Sweet 16th oh, Birthday and a ton of other shows. shitty shows.
2: Well, the, at least those shows are going to be delayed for a little bit. But, you place know, God reruns. works
1: in mysterious ways, Certainly which I does. now believe in, God, because he totally went Sodom and Gomorrah on the town where the Jersey Shore took place. You know,
2: Wacker, I've been an atheist for many years, but now you're making me question my atheism because I absolutely loathe that show. And the fact that this terrible, horrible show and the, the, the location of the show, the origin of these, the, this, this cesspool of humanity— that is the shallow in the gene pool. And the fact that it was wiped out makes me think maybe there is a supreme being. Maybe someone out there does actually care for me.
1: If I was there in town, I would just grab onto Jay well Because she's got those huge, huge fake, fake flotation
2: noises. Snooky kind of looks like some kind of, uh, you know, like a raft or something. More of her whole Rubber body ding-y. just looks raft-like. Yeah. But j
1: has, has those enormous fake tits. She, she's probably the one I would shag out of all of them. She's the one with the brunette, there's a, there's right? There's two other girls, right? Right? What?
2: The brunette. She's got big, they're all, huge They're tenses, all fucking they?
1: brunette. They're all guidos. Except Snooki is actually, like, uh, Venezuelan or something. I, I know way know. too much about this show. Yeah, I was about
2: to say, actually, are you upset that it's off the air now?
1: It's been off the air, actually, before this, but that's why the the vengeance came in a little late. Uh Oh, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what? I'm an atheist again. Because as I read art further in this article, it says... The actual house where the Jersey Shore cast lived appeared to avoid any damage. What? <laughs> there is no God.
2: Wait a no second. God. All right. I just completely revoke everything I just said. The, the house itself, untouched, unfazed.
1: The actual house where they all lived, where the duck phone is and all that. Where they rutted. completely avoided. With each other. Not, not just was like minimally damaged. It avoided any damage. So the whole town is wiped out. And they just left and God just left or the God that I do no longer believe in only left the Jersey shore house. It's like, it's like Noah's Ark. It's like the one thing that's left. Maybe God really likes the Jersey shore. Maybe God exists and that's his favorite fucking program.
2: You mean to tell me the hot tub where they rutted and it's filled with their oh, it's disgusting meathead sperm is still there untouched. They could have just sat and watched the whole hurricane in that hot tub.
1: Still there was the safest place to be. It, it was it was shielded from God's wrath.
2: You know, I completely disavow anything that I just said. There is no God. They should have destroyed, just raised that entire Jersey Shore. I mean, That'd if there is happy. a
1: God and he really likes the Jersey Shore that much, then I'd just prefer not to believe in him and burn in hell.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: At, you least, know what, at least Satan watches good TV. So you know what I
2: actually read, which is sort of interesting, is uh the aftermath of Hurricane Sandy, you know, obviously everyone's talking about the destruction and being displaced and having no power. But one article I read where people were complaining about having to use payphones again. Payphones. When's the last this time is you a used a payphone? Pay phone?
1: That you pay for? You, you
2: put a quarter in it. I don't even know how much the calls are cost now. But back in the day, 30, it was, the
1: last time I used ones, it was 35 cents.
2: Yeah, but do you remember we were we're so old that we used to use it it was a dime, wasn't it a dime? You
1: remember twenty? I remember twenty. Not a, I think dime you have to go to guys that are like fifty.
2: I swear we used to yeah, it used and to be and a if dime. you have to go for,
1: if we want to go for a nickel, as would be like guys that are like sixty. God. It was never a dime. It was twenty cents.
2: Was it? Why? Why would it be twenty cents and not a dime? Two dimes.
1: Maybe like it was, when I was in was high school cents. and I was trying to call my parents and tell them it was at my friend's house, but really I was like smoking behind the movie theater and I was on the movie theater payphone. I'm pretty sure it was twenty cents. Well, when's
2: the last time you've actually had to use a payphone? Like your cell phone went out.
1: Oh Jesus Christ! I, and, I don't, where would you even find one?
2: I've, I you don't most even most of see them it have anymore.
1: been re- removed.
2: You walk around urban areas and well, first of all, you don't want to touch the thing because it's just crawling with hepatitis and just bum like. Blood and sperm and diarrhea.
1: Bums have been known to to shove that up their ass, as a sexual <laughs> <laughs> if the cord is long enough.
2: That's like a game for bums. Like we, we do pin the wheel on the donkey. They do let's shove the payphone receiver up our assholes.
1: I love pin the wheel on the donkey is my favorite party game.
2: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun actually. Yeah, the um,
1: wheel and the donkey's ass.
2: You know, there was one payphone. Right around, like, the Larkin and Ellis area, deep in the bowels of the Tenderloin. I just remember this payphone, and you'd see tranny hookers on it, pimps using it. I never saw a single white person ever go near that phone because I think within a five feet, like, a FIFA vicinity, you would not only catch AIDS, you'd get, like, herpes and syphilis all at once as soon as you, like, came anywhere near that phone. Like, I couldn't imagine putting it up to your ear.
1: It's probably that most white people don't require the sort of. Non traceability of using them
2: with the well, That's the thing. When did payphones become like extinct? Sort of like really like around the early aughts, maybe early two thousands.
1: That's probably when they started removing them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cool. The phone, any phone company anymore. Everybody has a cell phone. Yeah. The phone and companies even, don't make money. Even, even if you don't have a cell phone, I'm sure this has happened to you. People without a cell phone, they're like, oh, I don't have a cell, or my cell phone died. They'll just turn to you as a stranger on the bus or whatever. Can I borrow your phone? Can I borrow your phone for a second? And you're like, no, there's a fucking dirty payphone over there. Go use that, like a normal person.
2: Unless it's a hot chick, then you're like, all right, that's cool. Here you of go, course. you can do it.
1: <laughs> but then you just keep your eye on him because you're just thinking, like she's gonna get up and bolt with this thing in any second now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, and you're all nervous about it. Well, because of the complete lack of service in many areas in New York and uh, no power with which to even charge your smartphones. The usually forlorn payphones, I love that picture, that mental image. I'm a sad, lonely payphone.
1: Um, I'm going to be removed soon and sent to the dump. I know it. I only, <laughs> only made 20 cents last month.
2: Only person to call on, ever calls on me is a crackhead.
1: <laughs> His um, breath stinks, too.
2: <laughs> the usually forlorn payphones have been experiencing an unexpected surge in popularity. And uh, I I guess they're saying that New Yorkers have been left, like, literally in the dark, and uh, they've had to rely on old-fashioned payphones across the city to get in touch with family and friends and loved ones. And they say many people from younger generations were unsure of even how to use the payphones, like in certain neighborhoods, like the Lower East Side and the East Village.
1: Doesn't it have instructions written right on it?
2: Well, how fucking hard could it be? You put a quarter <laughs> that's a
1: in mu- slot that's the size of change.
2: Well, I mean, I guess these are the same kids that have never used an arcade game. You know, probably never played a Miss Pac Man.
1: You mean mm-hmm. like a real stand-up joystick t- type thing?
2: Yeah, like the you know, like they've probably never been to an arcade. It's just kind yeah, of funny. Do that, you
1: put it? I, they've been to the laundromat. That that takes coins.
2: It's just funny to me that someone would Although I've always found payphones to be somewhat intuitive. But maybe that's just me. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Your dad never had to sit you down and be like, "David, uh, the the birds and the bees, and here the v- penis goes in the vagina, and then this is how you also use a payphone. This is <laughs> and a pay here's phone. how you drive a stick shift. These are the life lessons that I'm giving you."
2: He's like, put, put some uh, fishing line on the dime so you put it in there and you can pull it back out and you don't have to waste a dime.
1: It's actually a slug. It's not even a real, real coin.
2: I use a washer, a very thin washer.
1: I subscribe to this phone-freaking <laughs> newsletter. If you play this tone into the receiver, you'll get a free call
2: they say payphones' designs allow them to survive most natural disasters. I guess they're positioned high enough to avoid floodwaters and often have glass stalls to shield them from the elements.
1: Well, the other thing about old school phones, um, I don't even have a landline at my house. I assume you don't have a landline. I don't have a landline, but the phone, the old school, like landline phones, uh, the power can go out to your house, but if the phone system still works, it doesn't require electricity. Like the phone cables themselves are their own power source.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, so this
1: this doesn't work if you have like a cordless phone because the cordless phone requires electricity to sort of broadcast the cordless thing. But, uh, if you just have a regular old phone that you plug into the phone jack and the, you know, there's just a cord on it and it's very simple, that will still work. Even if like your electricity is out. Yeah, but what amazing. if there's
2: like a tornado or a hurricane just comes by and just decimates every phone line and power line?
1: Well, if it decimates all the phone lines and the power lines and the gas lines and the water lines, yes, you're fucked. But I'm just saying it's one more level of redundancy.
2: Well, it's, it's yeah, much more. Um, I, people don't
1: think about because nobody has a fucking landline anymore. No, I mean, like it's parents and grandparents.
2: Well, it's, it's we're living on a wireless age. I mean, that's what we rely on. So we're used to. So it's just it doesn't surprise me. Even though I do think my, my uh, faith in humanity is definitely kind of lessened, But I can understand. Like, a, you know, a 16-year-old kid's probably like, how do you fucking use this ancient device? Like, what is this thing? And why <laughs> I know, is it covered I in— thought
1: was, I thought this was urban art. <laughs> it's actually—you can make calls on it?
2: It's covered in graffiti and just mucus. And I don't even know what—what what, is that, a condom shoved in, like, the, uh, the coin
1: dispenser? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Us, and we know to pull the condom out because we're old people.
2: You know what's interesting, too, about this? And I guess we'll probably, you know, I'm sure the death toll is going to rise um, next few weeks. You know, I at I, I work and we work with a lot of people, a lot of publishers in New York City. And a lot of people say they're still out of power, even in Manhattan. Like, power is not going to be restored till, like, next week. So a lot of people are – I don't even know what you would do.
1: Oh, so my like, God. I'd be in heaven.
2: For a whole two weeks without power?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, yes. It would be great.
2: All right. No. Okay. No dot com for two weeks.
1: I can use the spank. I can go back to old school spank bank material. memory.
2: Or would you yeah. go buy a hustler?
1: I'm just, dude, I don't know if I've explained this, but I just hate if I could get a week off of work just because they said, well, there's, you can't come in. It's flooded. We have no power. There's no way to like email or get your voice messages. And it's going to be like this for a week. So uh hunker down. And as long as I had booze, smokes, Books and magazines. It would be great. What,
2: and a candle to read them with?
1: Of course a candle.
2: <laughs> you can tell me weather that you would that? You know, I think it would be cool for a couple of days, but then I'd start going crazy. I don't know. Yeah, a
1: week. A, week, a couple days, a week, whatever. A couple tomato, days is tomato. fine, but
2: two weeks, I think I would start going stir crazy.
1: <laughs> two weeks would be a little excessive. But at that, I mean, it's not going to be like full power outage for two weeks. Like, after three days you'll find out that hey this bar has power and if you go down there you can charge your cell phone so now you charge your cell phone and now you come back to your place and you're like okay there's no power but now i have a fully charged cell phone i can surf the web email text people call people and it gets a little bit better and then a couple of days later it gets a little bit better but like by the time it gets all fully up and running to where you have to go to, back to work that's a week later and you've just had like a week of like Relaxation, disconnection. Not having
2: to do anything, not having to go to work, not, not having to having deal to go with to people.
1: Work, like, not having to be ambitious about anything because, you know, oh, everything's fucked up. I guess I'm just going to sit here, drink wine, read these like three or four books that I've been putting off.
2: You know, uh, uh, our friend Migley in uh, New Orleans, he was talking about how, you know, because we always have hurricane season. Right? Anytime a hurricane comes, it's like this whole entire area. At the French Quarter, you just lose power. and Everyone expects it. You plan for it. He's like, and usually what happens is like, you know, everyone will just go to... Because everyone, you know, there are no tourists in there during hurricane season. Right. So everyone will just go to a bar. And he's like, and it's a crazy party. Everyone's hanging yeah, that's out. What I'm talking about. Yeah. So I imagine it would kind of be c- sort of cool. Probably end up I'm sure
1: like... I'm sure there's something like hurricane sex.
2: I like, bet you there's hurricane sex. I would have
1: normally fucked that doofy fat podcast guy, but... You know the power was out. I had nothing better to do, so I just gave him a hurricane. Fuck. It's
2: apocalyptic times. You I gotta would just make, wait. You gotta I would save up all year and just get all
1: my hurricane fucks in. Well, we'll
2: see. We'll see what the aftermath of uh, this hurricane is. But seriously, kind of, uh, I was, I was definitely a little surprised by the devastation of Hurricane Sandy.
1: I know. I, I do. It is hard to compare. I mean, I wonder because all the major media outlets are based in New York, and they're they're also biased towards towards new york city and that whole area of the country i do wonder if they're gonna drag it out for like an extra long time the coverage and oh i'm sure they will the tragic stories of the aftermath
2: there's gonna be some songs written for it you know there's going i to just be. wrote a song yeah and, uh, our song's the first one but that's the, yeah. but then there's gonna be like you know bruce springsteen's <laughs> gotta write a song cause jersey
1: <laughs> you better not fucking take any of my lyrics <laughs> <laughs>
2: the boss is gonna be like i really like this song who's this guy lance Wackerly?
1: I'm totally stealing that Nobody shit. Nobody knows that. Gonna, Nobody will know.
2: I'm just going change, to change one thing here, one chord. It's going to be my song <laughs> now.
1: Chord. Yeah, my <laughs> chord structure. He's going to modify the <laughs> chords I used. I don't even know what a chord is.
2: People, this is episode 354 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Um, you know the way the show works. Wackenly and I present the most disturbing news items a week here on the show. Uh, you can send your stories in to sickerarmpodcast.com. Submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. If we do read your story and we give you credit for it, just email us and we'll send you a sick and wrong care package. But remember, you have to claim it. So send us send us an email, sickandwrongpodcast@hotmail.com. homel.com. Well, actually, we did get a couple good stories here for episode 354. Before that, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com.
3: If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcastcom diddle and get your free audiobook today.
2: So the first story here came in from uh, Scott on the uh, the Twitter. <laughs> Pastor of Fort Worth, Texas, not Indiana, a church was killed the other day. A tragic, tragic uh, incident. A pastor in suburban Fort Worth was killed Monday by an attacker who rammed a car into the church wall, chased the pastor, and then beat him to death with an electric guitar. (laughs) It's the most metal way to go. He
1: got out of the car, then chased him.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I can't even think of a, a more metal way to die than being beaten to death with an electric guitar. I guess it, it could be more metal if the dude is doing a shredding guitar solo while beating you to death with it. That Eddie Van Halen could do it. I bet. I don't know, maybe.
1: <laughs> He's more of a hard rocker than a meddler.
2: Yeah, but I could see him just you know, full-on shredding. Shredding, yeah. But at the same time, Hitting you holding the, the guitar and that, bashing that piece you. piece at the end. Yeah, bludgeoning you with like the thicker side of the guitar. It'd <laughs> be very metal. Be kind of cool.
1: It seems like a heavy metal video.
2: Yeah, it does seem like a heavy metal video. The
1: car crashes into the church, and then the guy like gets out, and he's got this big, long, flowing metal hair, and he just he points at the preacher guy, and then he takes the guitar and he smashes his head in.
2: The drums just start, and it's just like we're not gonna take it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's good. Welcome to hell. Starts, like, playing a couple chords. Right. <laughs> Some power chords. Look at the moon. While bam, bashing bam. the priest's head in. Bam. Holy diver. Boom.
1: <laughs> okay. That, that's enough.
2: All right. That's enough.
1: <laughs> what else happened? Give us um,
2: the The unidentified suspect. They didn't identify him yet because he's devil spawn. Uh, he attacked Reverend. He's
1: in custody, though, right?
2: No, he's dead, actually. Um, yeah. He's unidentified as of right now. Um, he attacked Reverend Danny Kirk Sr., the founding pastor of the Greater Sweet Home Missionary Baptist Church. It's a very uh, loving church, loving church community here. and uh, It's
1: very greater and sweet and it's homey, homey.
2: It's homey, yeah, great and sweet. Uh, the suspect, who police subdued by using a taser, died a short time after being taken into custody. They definitely tasered the fuck out of this guy. But then again, he did kill somebody with a guitar.
1: Yeah, but they don't don't say that they shot him. They just say that they tasered him, but now he's magically dead.
2: They say he was subdued by using a taser and he died a short time after being taken into custody.
1: Why?
2: I don't know. I imagine maybe he died just from being tasered the fuck out of. I mean, (laughs) there's probably like... He's
1: not supposed to kill you, though.
2: Well, tasers can kill some people. This guy seemed to have a few screws loose. Yeah, you know, there's probably okay. something happening and then uh they they taser i bet you're like six cops surrounded him and just taser. And, you know in my metal mind here i'm envisioning he's playing this this vicious guitar solo after just okay. bashing in this this missionary priest head in and then meanwhile the, the tasers come out and then he's got like all these like you know lightning bolts just like right electrocuting him still like playing a Man guitar War
1: album cover
2: exactly that's what I can see. Like, like the album cover to uh, Ride the Lightning. You know? the,
1: there's no person on that, though. It's but if you
2: put chair. a person on it. I got it. Like yeah, I can picture it. I can see that. It's kind of metal. Um, I mean, like
1: if Matthew Sweet was getting electrocuted on the cover.
2: That would be really cool. Like, I wouldn't mind if Matthew Sweet was the guy that did this. I don't know if he knows how to play guitar, though. Um, <laughs>
1: I, Chief- if, I think he does know how to play guitar. I don't know if he knows how to shred. <laughs>
2: Uh, Forest Hill police chief here said the suspect drove his car into a church wall, apparently on purpose. Uh, The suspect then got out of the car and began to attack the pastor in the parking lot before chasing him into the church. And the church secretary hid and called 911.
1: What what was the pastor doing in the parking lot? Having a smoke?
2: Yeah. Well, maybe he probably, you know what happened? The guy probably just drove into the wall.
1: Oh, then he ran out.
2: He ran out and was like, what the fuck? Holy I, shit, I like, Jesus Christ. I, I,
1: like the, I like the idea that the pastor was just in between sermons, you know, in between the 8 o'clock and the 11 o'clock. He was out there, like, having a, having a camel. Just Ugh, smoking, man. What's smoking, oh, smoking
2: a cigarette. shit, look at that. <laughs> he was just in the parking lot jerking off the child porn. What else do priests do? Pastors. They do
1: that inside. Outside is just for smoking.
2: God, I'd love to drive into a mega church. Those places are just, I don't know, they're Intimidating.
1: Yeah, but the Crystal Cathedral's by you. I mean, if you're going to drive into a church, you got go to go the, for the Crystal Cathedral. Because it's all glass. It would be, it'd be amazing.
2: You would just drive right through it. That would be amazing. And Where all the, the
1: glass th- would like come raining down on the parishioners or whatever the fuck you call them. And they'd all be bleeding and screaming. It'd be great.
2: Now that is a metal video. I could totally <laughs> see that. This is a, we're almost making someone's metal video for them. If we're in a metal band.
1: Copyright. Sick and wrong.
2: Police arrived to find this, the suspect assaulting Pastor Kirk here with an electric guitar that they believe was already inside the church. Uh, the, an officer used a taser on the suspect, handcuffed him, and put him in the backseat of a patrol car. Patrol car. People um, are going
1: to wonder, if they're not familiar with these megachurches, why there's an electric guitar inside the church. Well,
2: that's what I was about to say. It serves this pastor right for trying to be a hip and cool pastor that plays an electric guitar <laughs> and has a full band rather than just an he organ. You
1: might, might not necessarily be playing it. They have a band
2: with a, with yeah. a cool guy. Like I bet there is a guy with maracas, maybe a couple of bongo drums, and then they well, got there's the,
1: definitely a tambourine,
2: definitely a tambourine. But that's what I am saying. There should just be an organ, and you hear that organ, and then you just you know you you feel you are indoctrinated with the fear of God. An electric Mar- guitar.
0: That inspires
2: rebellion. It's
0: well, completely this
2: is not, Satan I mean, plays electric the, guitars. Like, most
1: of most of American R and B, and I'm not talking about Beyonce. I'm talking about like a real R and B comes out of this Baptist choir tradition. And recently, they've added, uh, you know, the whole electric guitar thing to it. I don't like even it in
2: the church. I don't like it. An electric guitar should not be used in a church. Electric a guitar music. is a tool of Satan. That's all I'm saying. makes metal well, on it.
1: It's not like they have the reverb turned way up and like all kinds of effects pedals.
2: Yeah, but wouldn't it be great like if you were one of the altar boys or something and they're like, well, and you're like, you know, father, I've always wanted to be in the band. And then you're supposed to be playing like, you know, Mary and her, the wise sons or whatever the fuck the church hymn is. And then you just bust into a full on guitar solo a merciful what fate.
1: If, what is that guy? <laughs> South uh, of Heaven. Who's the dude who does the wow? Wow, 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 Peter the Frampton mouth thing. Peter yeah, Frampton. what if you had the Peter Frampton thing? That would be very inspiring to actually, worship Jesus. You
2: could, you could do the voice of Jesus through the guitar.
1: Well, I was actually going to say that's the voice of the Holy Ghost because nobody ever understands the Holy Ghost. You understand? Like, all right, God. Yeah, that's like the big guy, God, and then Jesus is the Son on Earth. And then they're always like, oh, but there's this other thing, like, that's the Holy Ghost. And everybody's always like, well, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and then the preacher or the Sunday school teacher tries to explain it to you. And you're just like, no, nah, it doesn't make any sense. If they busted out the Peter Frampton thing, it's like, well, the Holy Ghost sounds like this. Wow. 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 You'd be like, oh, kind of get He's got something it
2: now. to say. Put some yeah, money in the basket. Put lots it's of like, money in the basket. That's like what the Holy Charlie Ghost Brown's says. teacher. <laughs> so um, by, by the time the, uh, the police arrived uh, Kirk had died with The with a maintenance worker tried to help Kirk was also injured this guy's just like whipping around the guitar like a heavy metal axe um, he was taken to an area hospital uh, Kirk did fight back during the attack but it's unclear if that played any role in the suspect's death an autopsy is currently being performed on the suspect to determine the cause of death Uh, They also don't know if the suspect knew Kirk or attended the church or why he might have even attacked the minister in the first
1: place. This would never happen in a Jewish temple.
2: No, No, it never would.
1: First of all, there'd be no electric guitar. Yeah. Second of all, your dad would be wielding the giant Torah scroll in defense of himself.
2: Yeah, my dad has fended off many a a robber, many an assailant with the Torah scrolls.
1: What about that little thing with a hand on it? That can be used as like a blackjack. Also? Point out
2: somebody's. Uh, you could poke out somebody's eyes with that little thing. The poker. What is
1: that thing called?
2: It's called a yad, and it's for <laughs> reading the Torah. I know about that this.
1: My favorite. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> the you little could just finger. Give me one the hand. of those for my birthday. If you could give me a birthday <laughs> gift for once in your life, I want one of those.
2: What I think would happen? I is— I will it... use
1: it all the time. Anytime I'm reading anything, I'll just have that little finger out.
2: Well, I think what would happen is the heavy metal barbarian guy would have drove into the temple. He would have stepped out with his guitar. My dad would have busted out his shofar, and it would have been like... Oh, the Bruh! shofar, yeah. And then that guy would have been like... Ruh, ruh. And then it would have just been a showdown, and eventually the guy would have just knelt in front of my dad here would have taken the Torah and stabbed him in the fucking face. That's why you don't attack a synagogue.
1: See, I see it being more <laughs> of a jamming situation where they leave <laughs> fast friends and bandmates. <laughs>
2: That could happen. Then my dad just. Like, I wanted to
1: kill. I wanted to kill that rabbi, but that dude can throw down on that horn, the shofar.
2: Next thing you know, he's just on the road with this guy. They got a new band. You know that? Have you ever heard of that guy, Mattis Yahu? It's a Jewish dude. He's like a uh, he's a, I don't know some kind of new new musician that the kids like these days.
1: I have no idea who you're talking about. He's a, like Sweet? a Hasidic
2: Jew. No, he's, he wears like the whole outfit and everything. He's popular he amongst rapper? the kids. I think it's more reggae, but I'm not quite sure.
1: I do I think I've heard of the Hasidic hip hop guy. Maybe we're talking about the same dude.
2: Are you thinking of No, oh, that's that's the guy. That's the guy. He's yeah. a hip hop reggae kind of dude. Oh, okay. And he does like that kind of thing. Um but yeah, yeah, you know, I, I could I could see my dad kinda go in that direction.
1: It would, go, it would go back to the the big thing in the 90s, which was the metal rap fusion. Remember, that was a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a great era of music we fucking had to live through. So glad we it left start, that it behind. It started with like Public Enemy and Anthrax, and then it just went downhill from there. If you can Into, imagine like,
2: it even getting biscuit. shittier than that. Uh, <laughs> so, that was some yeah, of the worst you, music. But at least
1: Limp Biscuit was like... I can't even believe I'm defending Limp Biscuit, but they were like at least their own thing. But there was a lot of even like collaborations between like this hip hop band is going to work with this metal band.
2: Well, didn't it's they horrible. do run DMC with Aerosmith?
1: That was me. Walk
2: this way. Game. Yeah. That was the, very, that, that kind of ushered in that era of just shitty music that came about.
1: And I guess, that- I guess Limp Biscuit was like, the- the culminate
2: and corn, all those bands.
1: Corn, I, you know, I actually hate corn more than I hate Limp Biscuit, and that's saying something.
2: God, I hated that whole that whole like era of music. I'd rather just skip over it.
1: I think it probably will be skipped. Like nobody's ever going to write anything about that. Like, whoa, it's actually that that rap metal is having a resurgence when in like 2023. I don't think that's going to happen.
2: <laughs> I highly doubt it. Um, what do you have here for episode 254, there, wanker?
1: this one was also sent in by longtime listener kitty kitty from uh well i'm not gonna tell people where she
2: lives she's in in northern california
1: California, though right yes (laughs) yes She says they killed him for his Magic the Gathering cards. What the fuck is this? 1995
2: Magic the Gathering. I forgot about that game. Do you ever play Magic that? Cuz you kind of no. You're kind Fuck of off. of the nerdy persuasion.
1: I am of the nerdy persuasion, but I hate people. So I'd never play like a social game like this.
2: Well, how did it work? Was it like Dungeons and Dragons? Like you went through a dungeon, like a mission I think or it's something? like
1: a simplified Dungeons and Dragons. So there's no character sheets so and there's no rolling of any dice. There's no sort of board where some dude is drawn out the dungeon architecture. There's no dungeon master it's all cards. You'd collect these cards and the cards are all your dudes and your magic spells. So it sounds like war.
2: So you pull out and you have a, you know, my unicorn beats your hobgoblin, that kind of thing. It's
1: not, it's more complicated than that. It's like my unicorn beats your hobgoblin in this sense. But sometimes if you put the card like this, the hobgoblin gets the best of the unicorn. I've said too much. I was about (laughs) to
2: say, I think you're lying. I think you've played magic. The gathering before.
1: Look, I've looked at the cards before. There's all these different statistics <laughs> on them, and I've watched people play it like through the wind. Like if you go to comic book stores regularly, which I wouldn't even say I go there regularly, but once in a while I go in there because I want something specific. You see these guys playing, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And then like you stare at them playing it for five minutes, and then you leave. How many girls are
2: How many girls are playing Magic the Gathering?
1: A, a percentage of the total, like point <laughs> yeah. one. I don't know. <laughs> It's so, one of, you know what it you know what it is that is weird. It's one of those games that's like a unconvicted pedophile's greatest thing ever because it's one of those things where like, hey, there's a forty year old dude and an eight year old dude. What are they doing? Oh, they're just playing Magic the Gathering. Oh, I guess that's normal then. <laughs> where if it was a forty year old dude and an eight year old kid doing anything else, you'd be like, I got my you know, eye on there's that something a
2: little weird here, yeah. Weird.
1: <laughs> but oh, they're playing Magic the Gathering, so it's fine.
2: Magic the Gathering and Toddlers in Tierra is a pedophile's wet dream.
1: There's another aspect to sort of relate about Magic the Gathering. It's, it's, this, it's kind of like baseball cards in that, you know, there's these baseball card nerds that it's their whole life sort of going around shops to shops and, and the garage sales and trying to find like the best thing if you're a baseball card dude is to find like the old grandma who's having a garage sale and she's estranged from her kid, and this kid had like you know Willie Mays original tops card, but she doesn't give a fuck about what it's worth or care. Or, or doesn't know. even know probably. And she's about to sell it to you for like, you know, fifty cents at the garage sale, but it's really worth like, I have no idea, like ten ten thousand dollars or something or more, I guess. Yeah, like you, it, really you, you
2: you hear about that happening a lot at the estate uh, sales. People go to an estate sale, old person kicked it, or you know, her husband kicked yeah, it, and they she-
1: never had any idea that this baseball card at the bottom of this box was worth a shitload of money.
2: But that, that works the same with uh, magic, the gathering, like these cards are that like, wh- when did, when did that game come about? Mid nineties, right?
1: Kitty seems to think so, but I, it, it must, it must've been one of those things where it came out and nobody noticed it. And then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, it, you know, maybe in the mid nineties, that's when people sort of started talking about it and making fun of it.
2: So there's probably like rare unicorn cards from like you know 1991
1: exactly
2: and that that's (laughs) worth a lot of
1: money you know are they only printed 10 you know the company that prints these things is probably like well you know we're gonna make a shitload of this stupid card and then a shitload of this other stupid card and a shitload of these other 100 stupid cards but then these like really cool cards are gonna make like 20 of them right and you and you do buy you buy them in these packs and you don't know what's in them. So that's the other reason it's like baseball cards is you buy the pack for like five bucks. You open it up. You're like, oh, I have all this bullshit already. God damn it. Or like, holy fuck. It's like a golden ticket card. a so it's the fucking awesomest card ever. And then you hang on to it forever. And it becomes worth like $100,000. Did I even start the story yet? No, no, no. This is
2: the introduction of Magic because uh, I bet you a lot of our fans don't even know what Magic the Gathering is. I bet you
1: they fucking all do.
2: (laughs) Maybe the ones that are members of the Sick and Wrong Forum.
1: They've been waiting for all, through all 350 whatever episodes. They're finally talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) My passion. Like, every single one of our listeners. Episode 354
2: of the Magic at the Gathering episode of Sick and Wrong is my favorite episode.
1: And now they're just going to get mad they're going to clown it the whole time. Well, what happened is, uh, there's these two twins, right? Which is just inherently creepy. Before I even start the story. Christopher and William Cormier. I assume it's not with a French pronunciation, Cormier. I'm just going to keep saying Cormier. They, uh... They befriended this guy. Uh, these guys are 31 years old, which is right in our demo. <laughs> 31-year-old creepy twins.
2: Definitely Magic the Gathering, yeah. And, you know, I imagine they probably have iPod players. with sick and wrong.
1: They befriended this guy, 30-year-old Sean Dugas. Dugas. Maybe they are all French. I don't know. Dugas. Dugas. Um, they befriended this guy. They uh, actually roomed with him for a little while. I would never, ever... I've roomated with people, but I would never roommate with two twins. It'd
2: be just creepy. and tw- Twins, are they identical twins? Do they say that?
1: Doesn't say. Twins are just creepy
2: because I... they probably wear the same clothes. It's just weird.
1: The same underwear. Sleep in the same bed.
2: Bed the yes. same women.
1: I was even... I was like... Two of my best friends in junior high and high school. Well, probably high school. It's limited it to that. In college, we're uh, twins. And uh, as much as I love those guys... They were creepy.
2: <laughs> I I knew two twins that used to uh, swap girlfriends because um, they did look. I mean, not girlfriends, but like girls that they hooked up with. They would just like. Did the, the, gr- other did ones the with girls Cho. know that they were swapping? Had or no would, or idea.
1: Would, okay, so my my two twin friends were not identical. It would clearly nobody would mistake them for each other, but they were still creepy.
2: I never could tell these guys apart. I mean, they were just they lived in my uh, my dorm room my freshman year
1: did you have sex with both of them
2: <laughs> no i just remember they <laughs> like one of them wink they were like uh frat dudes and they would get a lot of chicks and like the one dude's like oh yeah i had her too or he shared her with me that's what he'd say he's like we share chicks and i was like god that's so fucking weird dude
1: yeah that's some jeremy irons uh whatever that movie's called dead ringers weird shit dead ringer shit right yeah, there when that like is that's what i having said sex with your twin brothers whatever girlfriend or current lay, and you're not letting her know that you're not him. That's fucked
2: up. Or they, they would say that they'd be like, yeah, we shared her last night. And I was like, God, you are so, that's just fucking weird.
1: And Identical <laughs> twin girls would never do that. And I, I wouldn't have a problem with that as a guy. No, I wouldn't I was mind. Dating somebody and, Oh, I fucked your sister last night and she didn't tell me. Awesome. <laughs> so cool. High five myself the first time i've had sex with two girls and i didn't even know i was having sex with two girls i thought it was you in succession yeah that'd be awesome uh i i was gonna try and tell this story in a very weird async well in what i thought was synchronous but out of order of the article and now i'm too drunk so i'm just gonna tell it how it's written here Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these, these guys yeah these guys uh okay they were house guests in uh Dugas's guest house, the twins, or they were house guests in Pensacola where they live. Sorry, not guest house. Before they killed him on August 27th and stole his belongings. Uh oh. But you know, most of the belongings didn't matter because he's just a dumb, like typical sick and wrong listener who lives in Pensacola, Florida, and doesn't have a pot to piss in. Except the reason these guys all started hanging out is because they met at a comic book. Shop all playing Magic: The Gathering, and one of the things these two creepy twins stole was uh, a collection of Magic: The Gathering cards, and the these cards were valued at up to a hundred thousand dollars.
2: You got to be kidding me! Hundred thousand dollars for a couple Magic: The Gathering cards.
1: The car, And these guys, it's not that they didn't even, like, oh, we just grabbed everything and we didn't even... This isn't the old lady who doesn't know what she's selling. They knew how much these cards were worth because they immediately sold them in uh, Pensacola, Tennessee, and Georgia. They hightailed it to Georgia.
2: Well, it sounds like they um, targeted
1: this guy. I think they did. I mean, they, they met him playing Magic the Gathering. They're actually older by one year, though. This isn't, this isn't really a... Oh, this dude's a, also
2: a 30-year-old version
1: yeah the two twins are thirty one the guy's thirty the dead guy they uh this is pretty creepy i wouldn't i wouldn't generally credit to magic the gathering mantatites as our friend andy would call them i forgot about with that this thing. kind of initiative mantatites are the if you work in a record store, like normal people come in, they buy normal CDs and normal records. Sometimes you don't want to look at some like old stuff you have. But a mantitite is the guy who comes in like every day looking for the most priceless vintage thing, and he's kind of got the like the sweat under his man tits because they're, maybe they're why he's called a mantitite.
2: Yeah, they're overweight and they leave their mom's basement at like 10 a.m. right when the record Once store a day opens to look for records. Yeah, and they're like you know fish belly white and just sweaty right underneath their man breasts.
1: Comb over maybe, or sort of that like gross pulled back ponytail, but mostly bald guy.
2: Horn rim glasses.
1: Liver spots and Cheeto dust on their fingers. Yeah. And if you you work in a record store, they come in, they go, "Mm, do you have that uh, limited Captain Beefheart LP yet? I I heard you might have a copy. (laughs) And you're like, no. We didn't have it yesterday. We don't have it today. We're not going to have it tomorrow. <laughs> These are also the type of people who play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I,
2: picture, I imagine it's a very uh, similar demographic here.
1: But I wouldn't expect a guy like that or twins like that to have the initiative to, they kill a guy and then they wrap his body in plastic and then put him in a pit and pour concrete in the pit. Uh, in the backyard of their father's home in Widner, Georgia, so they they took him, they murdered him in Pensacola. They must have the chopped car. him up. I think he was a full tor, full full corpse because they don't say that he's separate pieces. They say his plastic wrapped body. Um, they say that William Cormier, he drove to a nearby Walmart after killing Dugas and brought ma- bought materials to hide the body. So they went was, in there like. Hey, Mr. Walmart guy, do you have some plastic? Like a big, big piece of plastic. Big. Concrete
2: and a hacksaw. Because this guy's
1: a big, fat sodbuster. <laughs> like a Magic the... Imagine if I killed a Magic the Gathering player playing 31-year-old <laughs> fat fuck. That's how much plastic I need. And the Walmart employee's like, oh, look, this piece over here. <laughs> He's like, yeah, exactly. Like a big fucking piece like that. That's a hell of a and, lot of plastic. And, and they probably bought some concrete. You know, mix, quick-crete. And then all they have to do is get some water. And so then they continued on from the Walmart and drove to their dad's home in Whittner, Georgia. I don't know what the fucking dad is doing at this point, but they dig a big-ass pit, enough for a giant sod-busting mantatite, and they throw, they wrap his bathing plastic, they throw it in there, and uh, then they fill it with the concrete.
2: Oh, well, I mean, what was the pit supposed to be? Just a pit with concrete? Like, not a pool. Just Nothing. <laughs>
1: Maybe they should have maybe put a basketball hoop or up, but everybody something these fat fucks aren't playing basketball.
2: Badminton, you know. I mean, it's, it's like just Jesus. one ball.
1: You need <laughs> two balls for badminton. What I don't get is how they got found out. I think that maybe, maybe I'm reading into this article, but I think that maybe you know these shops where they sold these $100,000 worth of Magic the Gathering cards uh, thought that something fishy was going on.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm sure the shopkeepers suspected it. Then the the police probably had to go there and be like, well, who do you usually play with? Well, these two creepy twins used to come in there and hang out with them. Oh, they lived with them too. Okay, suspect. Then they find out that they're on video camera at Walmart buying concrete and a plastic tarp. (laughs)
1: That's the thing about Walmart is there are video cameras. And actually, I just found something article. So a friend reported Dugas missing in early September after he missed a lunch meeting. Do you think they were were meeting at, like, uh, the Four Seasons for lunch? I'm
2: thinking fast food somewhere. Tavern
1: on the Green? (laughs) Of course it was fucking Taco Bell or Burger King.
2: So the guy died, and uh, these two Magic the Gathering uh, twins now are going to go to prison where they're not going to be allowed to play Magic the Gathering.
1: They are fucked, because what's happening is the police in Georgia, remember they took the body from Florida to Georgia, police in Georgia are charging them with murder and concealing a death... And then the Florida authorities are also piling on charges of murder and mayhem and all this kind of shit, unlawful endangerment, and I just made that up, but, uh, you know, whatever. Some
2: severe charges. I mean, these guys can go away either for a long time, or there's probably the death penalty over there.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Do you think that Georgia (laughs) and fucking Florida have the death penalty? Of course they do.
2: Do you think that they they execute them at the same time because they're twins?
1: They better. <laughs> you know why people in Florida like the death penalty so much, because they're all about to die anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those old people. There's like oh, you can die too, Sonny. I am going to
2: Misery loves company. Misery
1: loves company. That's the motto That's the state true, motto Mr. of Simon. that.
2: That's the state motto of the of Florida.
1: Yes. America's dong.
2: America's dong. Well, people send in your stories to Sickerong Podcast at hotmail.com. submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. You know, Wacker, we got a few phone calls. Stick around hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. I just got a couple emails I'm going to try to get to. Um, Before we get to that, here's a word from our beloved sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Go buy a dildo.
3: Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual, I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and wukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you.
2: All right, Wacker, we got a few phone calls here to Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, actually, a celebrity called the show. That is not Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Oh, I was just going to ask.
2: Or um, uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> it's it a Totally different celebrity. <laughs>
3: is it Trucker Paul?
2: It's not Trucker Paul. <laughs> it's a real celebrity this time.
3: Okay. Hello, Ian Lance. It's uh, me, uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, and I'm <laughs> calling to let you know that I find your podcast very entertaining. Uh,
2: <laughs> this really made my day that Morgan likes the show. Because I've always That's respected right. him as an actor.
3: Uh, It keeps me, uh, 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 you know, going as the days go by, and uh, my work is becoming uh, more uh, increased as it is because of my amazing voice. Uh, uh, I find it uh, as entertaining and as exhilarating as working on a set of Shawshank Redemption. uh, And uh, the exhilarating part comes from uh, fighting off those two satamites because... uh, if you didn't watch the bonus features, you would know that that's no act. They actually did one rate people. Uh, they one time tried to come for me, and I told them, look here, sodomites. Uh, it's either uh, get busy walking or get busy dying. And uh, they got busy walking because uh, if you know anything about Morgan Freeman, it's that. Uh, well, he was I'm about a, to
1: go into the Christopher Walken <laughs> accent when he said that. I could hear it. He was just waiting, and he like got back control.
2: You, what do you saying? Morgan Freeman can do a Christopher Walken accent
1: yeah that's what I'm saying wow I'm not so sure this is Morgan Freeman I think it might be the colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds
0: very little like Morgan Freeman
1: but all right I'm suspending disbelief Let's go I'm
2: suspending it. disbelief too that the the actors who played the sodomites in uh in the Shawshank Redemption were actually really raping people and wanted to rape Morgan Freeman
1: you know, um, a lot of these directors out there, and I can't remember who directed that movie, but they're very, uh, you know, they like the cinema verite.
2: Well, that's 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 method acting at a whole other level. That's like and really maybe, taking maybe the characters like seriously.
1: Morgan, just because I me mean, might have a bad phone connection, so I I might be speaking too soon.
3: Hmm. And when you step to a thug, you will usually get a uh, a knife in the neck. And though I may have a measly shiv, It is most effective when applied to the jugular. All right, Dee and Lance, that's all for today. Uh, Hopefully uh, sometime you have me on as a guest. I would love to talk to you about uh, my experiences with uh, the female anus and uh, uh, saline in the balls. Uh, I know that Jeffrey uh, is quite intrigued with it uh, ever since his experience. Uh, So, yeah, go ahead and call me sometime
2: you know uh that's quite uh, impressive you know the show it was very impressive you know the show inside the actor's studio yes i wouldn't mind just having maybe jeffrey play that the 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 guy that interviewed the interviewer and having morgan freeman so jeffrey interviewing (laughs) morgan freeman and call it inside the sick and wrong studio
1: yeah we could just (laughs) we could be the producers and we could just constantly yelling at jeff Lean into the mic. Stay on the <laughs> so script. We can hear you. Lean into the mic. No, you cannot smoke. You can smoke when this is over.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it makes me feel good that A-list celebrities like this show. Okay, people? You know, when, when The funny you- thing
1: is, is he, you know, when people call in, when Morgan Freeman calls in... <laughs> He can't edit the thing, so he's got to do, like, the full two minutes, like, straight, and he, like, not stutter, not st- start laughing, not go off script, so it is really impressive.
2: Yeah, no, I was impressed with that. That's, Morgan
1: good. Freeman's a professional. He's, like, Oscar-winning actor.
2: It's one of my favorite actors. That's why, like, when he started fucking his stepdaughter or whatever she was, the girl that was, like, a, I don't know, like, a third of his age, how old was she? Like, 14?
1: Who? I never Morgan heard Morgan Freeman.
2: That's... Like, Morgan Freeman divorced Miss his Daisy? wife. And started like having sex with what that uh, that really young girl, like that was like his stepdaughter.
1: Yeah, but compared to him, really young is like 35.
2: Yeah, but she was younger than that. I mean, she was like 18 or oh, something. Really? Yeah, was, Damn, I, don't, I don't know if they're still dating, but I, I just remember after I read Dang. that, I was like, you are a pimp, Morgan Freeman, and I respect you for that. And the fact now that he listens really? to this show, God, it's just made my day. Well, anyway, since going along with this prison theme here, uh, speaking of prison stories, you remember a few shows back, we were trying to get this thing going with prison stories, a new bit here on Sick and Wrong. Um, And a guy called in with this prison story. Well, he called back, and here are some more prison stories. So we don't have uh, the theme music because it's not an official bit yet because we haven't received enough prison stories. But if you start sending them in, we might have an official Sick and Wrong prison story bit with theme music. But here it is.
4: Hey motherfuckers, you some bitches. <laughs> one Jew and one by association. Okay, well, what the fuck ever. I'm gonna extend the story of the prison segment. Segment. And what happened to this motherfucker, man? Son of a bitch, that he beat up on the kid. Remember, I told y'all that this motherfucker just beat up on the kid with a fucking clothes hanger.
2: I just want to point one thing out. Everybody in New Orleans that lives in New Orleans, like that's a man sounds like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So like when you're at a bar and you're having just a random discussion with a guy sitting next to you, he sounds a lot like this.
1: The white people.
2: White people, yeah.
1: How many black people did you talk to while you were down there?
2: Uh, quite a few, actually. There's a lot of black people in New Orleans. and mm-hmm.
1: the uh, Multicultural the, D.
2: Yeah, the end of Saturday night, I was so drunk. I was like talking to this uh, black prostitute. For a long time too like a half an hour male no female about her street oh. name and why i didn't think it was fitting for her what was it I don't remember i think it might have been <laughs> destiny but uh
1: of course you don't
2: yeah i was i was really drunk we were. We we're trying to find um the white powder,
1: the cash machine,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we we're in some random bar that we went into, and we we're the only white people in there, and it was just all pimps. You, well, and you were the only white person in there. No, it was with uh, Migley, and we were just sitting there. Migley oh. was laughing because I just was kept telling this woman that she could do better for her street name, and like giving her other ideas. I don't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but yeah.
4: So, uh, and they was fucking you too, Dave. You motherfuckers. We took the goddamn exact pills. they want no chocolate melted up, no shit like that. We just crushed them up, man, and fucking fed this
1: motherfucker. You know what I
2: mean what were we saying that they were begging prison cupcakes or something?
1: Well, we assumed that they 'd sort of subtle like like given them to him unawares of him, and when he was unaware i don 't know why I said unawares it's like like, that's it 's like some old school term. But like that they'd snuck it into his food but that he's saying that they just jammed it, into his <laughs> it, his
3: jammed it in his mouth they down and jammed in his mouth
2: I don't know why we assume that's like hey yeah. prisoner 505 we cooked you a we made Would you, you like a chocolate a milkshake. Yeah
1: yeah oh what are these brown pieces oh we put raisins in it you'll love it
2: That <laughs> well you can't make a pancake without chocolate chips <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: No, they just jammed it into his mouth. <laughs> like shoved their thumb in until he, till he gagged and swallowed it. That's what prison's like.
2: That yeah, makes more sense.
3: Yeah. Anyway, when
4: he got to prison, oh yeah, here we go. This motherfucker, he is a big ass pussy. And fucking he ain't gonna fight and fucking so everybody was taking his fucking money and shit. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> fucking, but anyway, anyway, boy, this motherfucker had to eat. Hit didn't even chat hall. Well, chat I means like a cafeteria when you're in prison and shit. Some of them in there, man, in the motherfucking kitchen and shit. And I'm watching these motherfuckers, dude. They're, they're like fucking pissing shit. And there's this one fucking nigga, dude. I hate to be racist because I know y'all don't even give a fuck. <laughs> but this motherfucking nigga just jacked off all in this motherfucker's food. calm like a bitch <laughs> in this motherfucker's food. We're this shit. And we're fucking. This dude, this big ass motherfucking
3: nigga's got a big ass bow, but he's just fucking just
2: busting fucking nuts. And then that motherfucker ate it. Okay, okay. Hold on a second here. So they're fucking with this guy, not only holding him down and shoving X lax in his mouth, they're masturbating into his food.
1: In front of everybody, in the chow hall.
2: God, I never want to go to prison.
1: You know, even be- I, I, I actually believe this story. You yeah, no, know, I'm be- skeptical of a lot of shit, but I think this this is the kind of thing that goes on.
2: What are you going to do? Well, I don't think Jim Bob's not going, eat it. I don't think Jim I Bob is it. making this up. No, you'd no. have to eat it because you're not going to get any more food. This guy's the cook, so he's giving you the food and he's jacking <laughs> Dude, I, off into I could, it. I
1: could wait for another the next meal and just be like, I guess I'm going to be hungry tonight. But I think what happens is if you don't eat it, they're going to beat the shit out of you.
2: Yes, yeah, so I think they're forcing you to eat you know, semen tainted food. And then they're going to shove a bunch of x in you. And so you shit it out. God, that's not a like good ex- worst prison existence
1: either. prison for, especially if you're a puss, like we are, don't commit crimes and get caught. If you're a pussy.
2: Yeah, no, I, there's no way I'd survive very long. In if you're prison. a
1: hard ass, Lionel Asbo motherfucker, then yeah, go to jail. It'll be fun, <laughs> but don't, don't go. If you're a, a, you know, a cunt. Yeah, no, it'd be bad.
4: This one's bad. And then after that, well, there's another story here. After that, it didn't matter because he still got beat down. But it's another
1: story. Keep it sick and keep it fucked off. Later, bros. That guy needs, first of all, he needs to give us a mon, it doesn't have to be his real name, but he needs a moniker. Yeah. we say like, this is Prison Joe or whatever. I was calling
2: him Jim Bob just because of the accent, but I don't know. Uh, We need need a uh, moniker for this guy.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to assign. He needs to pick his own. At least, you know, he's going to have like one more call to you or we're just going to start calling him Jim Bob.
2: Yeah, no, he's got to do that. And plus, he already has. That's what's great about what characters like this guy and Trucker Paul, you know, in Vietnam, dude, the, these guys all had their trademark expressions, their catchphrases like, you know, lick my balls. He already has one. This motherfucker,
1: you can't even do it. This motherfucker,
2: no, but he says it slow, it's kind of like drawn out. It's faster. like, This motherfucker, it's great. That, that, that's kind of what I'm going to start using during office meetings. Like when I start talking about like some of these sales reps I've had to deal with in New York, I'm going to be like,
1: This motherfucker, that's not what it sounds like at all, by the way.
2: Okay, but he, I can't it's do faster. it, I don't have that accent.
1: This motherfucker.
2: He says it fast yeah, this, and slow, but it's this
1: just, motherfucker.
2: But he's got this, like you know, that's his that's his catchphrase. We we need just, a name
1: just put for it this on guy. T- don't even say it yourself. Just put it on tape. It just keep and playing just hit it. Play. <laughs> and be like, Your Honor, <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. There so
2: uh, it's funny the way you know the the calls have kind of like we peeked out at Morgan Freeman, then we're kind of going down a little bit towards the shallow end of the gene pool with uh, Jim Bob. And now we're pretty much waiting in the shallow end of the gene pool with this third one.
0: Oh, no. Okay. So we're talking about, uh, you know, people calling in sick. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do that tomorrow. Actually, uh, I'm lucky.
2: Wait, we were talking a couple weeks ago about that, right? That was calling in sick. I was
1: confused for a second. I thought he was saying... He was calling in sick to the drunk dial line, but we're, he's really talking about calling in sick to work. Yeah, something so we talked about two weeks ago or two
2: weeks ago or three weeks ago. We were talking talking, we we're discussing calling in sick to work. And I, at first, I thought this guy was mistakenly calling in sick to the sick and wrong hotline, yeah, which we had don't been really funny. <laughs> I
0: would
2: have been like, <laughs> hey, you boss. better show up for work, bastard, you're fired. But uh, no, he's uh, telling us he's going to call in sick to work.
0: Sure. I'm going to fucking go in there. I'm going to fucking treat everybody that I see like shit. I work at a gas station, so <laughs> this is not out of the norm. What the fuck? You guys, Lance, Lance bulb, fucking Lance bulb. Yeah, ex- oh, my God, I'm going to fucking go. Lance bulb, come fuck that shit. D, what the fuck do you, you sit there and watch a overweight woman? Uh, but, I don't know. Being...
2: That is pretty much my job. I just sit there and watch overweight women.
1: It's your job and your pleasure.
2: Yeah, you know, that's why I love working. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm very productive at my job.
1: Do what you love, that's what to say.
2: Just sit and watch overweight women.
1: It's great. I like to go I swimming just...
0: with bow-legged women. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? You guys both have Way better jobs
2: than, me. than Than gas station attendant? I doubt it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have much less access to methamphetamines than you do. Think about that.
2: I, I think this guy's huffing spray paint is what I'm thinking. Because I don't know if you can get this, uh, this brilliant. On, I'd just be doing uh, scratchers
1: all day till I won a million dollars and get the fuck out of here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do like how he's saying how he's just going to be an asshole to somebody, to everyone that comes in. Which you could do. Who
1: would know? Who would would tell the difference?
2: Well, you could do that at a gas station because you don't have a supervisor even there. It's just you. And then it's like, what what, what are you going to do? Do they even have like, how's my service? You know, like those little like report cards. They don't have shit like that. Who's (laughs) going to complain?
1: You got to point out, if you're on the highway and you're out of fucking gas, (laughs) you stop at a gas station and the guy's a cock to you, you're like. Well, I do still need this fucking gas. Yeah. <laughs> like, to my car has to keep going.
2: You really have no choice. So, I mean, no. whereas like Wackerly or myself and our jobs, if we were just total dickheads to people, we would be fired because someone would call our boss and say, hey, you know, he called me. I a, can't work with this guy. Yeah. He called me a one-titted pedo pederast. And uh, I am just really offended by that.
1: It was really hurtful. He called me a manatee, and I don't <laughs> yeah. even know what that means. But I'm assuming it's not a good thing. And uh, he, he needs to—he needs to be either taken off the project. You got to get somebody new in there. Oh, you know, I frankly I would get rid of him.
2: You know, I, I wanted to quit this project once he told me to suck a fat dick, but I, I would <laughs> let that not, go.
1: It's not acceptable. It's not <laughs> acceptable in in, my, in in my office for our clientele. That is not acceptable.
2: Where's this guy?
1: Gas station
2: yeah, this guy at the Konoko or wherever he works, <laughs> he could just sit there, get high all day, pick his nose, and fart while somebody's waiting for him to ring up their items, their gum, and their bag of Cheetos at the gas station, and he's not going to get fired because no one's going to do anything because you have to deal with this guy. He's got more power be, than we it'd do. It'd be
1: dangerous to get high if you worked at the gas station. Yeah i mean and you I, could become huge it, all it's that like food. every munchy item is there in in just vast quantities and there's a like, there's a fucking machine that slurpees come out of
2: oh god quit wheezing the juice over there
1: <laughs> Espe- especially if you worked like the third ship you know like 2 a.m to to 10 a.m or something where nobody's coming in anyways and you just Getting high, and just eating all like the chocolate covered pretzels and combos and fucking slurpees. And then there's coffee. If you start to get tired, you have a big coffee with cream and sugar in it. And then you have like some Red Bull. And there's everything is in
2: there. Those gross miscellaneous hot dogs. I don't even know what kind of animal those come from. Nutri. I'd eating
1: it if I, if I was baked and it was five a.m. and nobody was had come in for three hours. I would eat that.
2: <laughs> well, let's see what happens. A gas station
0: guy here at a gas station. I put sodas in in their places. You people, see, you fucking looking at porn, fucking light bulbs and shit.
2: I... It, it just got cut off right there.
1: <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's don't a bummer. I wanted to hear what he does on Daily Fits. I I had a job where I moved the sodas around. I yeah. just progressed from that job. That's the key. You have to. That job is a launching point.
2: Well, well the, the, the key difference here, Wackily, is you had that job when you were like 15 or 16 years old. This guy is probably our we're age.
1: up to 18, 19.
2: He's probably about 34, maybe 33. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he's going to be working at that gas station for a long time.
1: Hey, man, it's low stress. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> <It's> lo- <laughs> this guy needs to appreciate his low stress environment. I want to hear some more. He's making I want to hear some he's more. He's making his monthly rent and food bill, then more power to you, man.
2: I want to hear some more stories about the gas station. How many times have you been robbed, dude? How many times have you had a hot chick come in and she gave you a blowjob because no one else is in there? She, you could have paid for it. It's fine. I don't care. I just want to hear some what... real stories.
1: <laughs> What's the largest quantity of slushy you've drank in one night?
2: <laughs> <laughs> How many times you jack off in the sleeping machine?
1: Have you ever been so high you had to like shut all the pumps down and turn all the lights off and just hope that nobody came in?
2: <laughs> people call the sick wrong hotline 206-666-3846. Um, we got one email here. We got time for sick at hotmail.com. And this actually serves a twofold purpose here because I've been getting more questions about my fucking book. Um, people book update November 5th. That's tomorrow. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Um, that's when you should go buy my book from Amazon.com or Amazon.co.uk. The reason being is a lot you know, it's being sold on uh, the iTunes bookstore and uh, the Barnes and Noble Nook, but Amazon is where I want you to go buy it tomorrow and everybody to buy it because if I get like 100 people, 200 people buying it at once, I'm going to be ranking on the Amazon like top, whatever, 500, 300. And it'll just give me more exposure and more people will get to read my lovely book. That's apparently been making a lot of people ill. Yeah, I've had like three people write in like, wow, your book made me nauseous. I don't know if I should continue reading it. And I was like, I didn't think it was that bad. bad. Uh, someone said the first story, uh, our, our friend, Alex, you know, Alex said she read the first story and it made her nauseous.
1: She's not a typical listener.
2: I don't know. There's a, there's a couple of people who said they were nauseous from it. So November fifth.
1: I don't think she, people should avoid buying the book because they're worried about intestinal issues. That's all.
2: You know, about. if I if someone told me this book made me nauseous, I'd be like, sweet, I want to check this out. It's kind of like oh, a yeah, roller coaster. If you're coaster. into that
1: thing, then yes, it's totally nauseating. You well, should buy it. Well,
2: it's like a roller coaster. They're like, "What, well, dude? You're going to be scared shitless. You're probably going to piss yourself. And uh, yeah, I'll make you nauseous. And you're like, well, that's an awesome roller coaster. I'm going to go check it out.
1: Will so, I, will my heartstrings be tugged at?
2: There are some, there are some poignant moments, some tear-jerking moments in there. You'll probably cry a couple solitary tears.
1: I mean, you know, well, is a this gonna replace this one? Uh, you know, Tuesdays with Maury as my favorite book.
2: It's not that good. <laughs> you might cry more during this book, though. but You'll What's be the crying for the me, dog,
1: Marley and me. How about is it better than Marley and me? It's better is there than a dog.
2: It's better than Marley and me, but it's not as good as Tuesdays with Maury.
1: Okay, well, all right, that's, that's good. That's, I, that, that's right in my wheelhouse. I'll I'll be buying a couple copies. So, Christmas Christmas is also coming up. Don't forget about that. I mean, I know you're a Jew, but
2: that's that's kind of what I wanted to get into here. Um, so so this motherfucker, comedy <laughs> that Dave, was good. that was good. <laughs> comedy Dave writes Hey D, I'm sure just like many listeners, I'm looking forward to the fifth to buy uh, your book. But in the questions on the book's format last week, I'm surprised that an audiobook version wasn't mentioned. All right. Here's the deal with the audiobook. It's a very time-consuming project, and I've been very busy trying to get the book out in different formats to put it out online. Currently, this is what's going on. I'm going to get a print-on-demand feature through Amazon, which is really cool that they offer that. So mm-hmm. you can either order a Kindle book if you're, if, uh, you're not technologically retarded, um, and you actually own a uh, tablet that you can read a uh, EPUB on or an ebook on because that's what people do because it's two thousand fucking twelve. Um, but
1: yeah,
2: if, uh, you're, if, if you don't have one and you want to get a paper copy, you can actually order a print-on-demand copy and they'll print one for you and send it to you. I think it's a little more expensive because the, the ebook's only five bucks, which is quite a bargain. Believe me, this Jew <laughs> wanted to charge ten. <laughs> I was I was I was talked down. Um, but the audio book is something that's actually very time consuming. You know, I, I but I'm planning to get one out by December, so really? it's something Who, I'm working on. Really, who's doing the reading? I think I'm just going to read it myself. I really? wish I could.
1: Do you have any experience doing that?
2: No. Yeah, yeah I should oh. have you read a couple of stories. I've, you... uh,
1: I've 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 done some audio reading in the past. <laughs> would you Would you <laughs> read Tree Girls in Brooklyn? seemed to be a very popular episode of the of this podcast that I do called the Sick and Wrong Podcast. I have a lot of comments that were made on on iTunes. I would love my... to,
2: <laughs> I would love to see you sit down for I don't know how many weekends and read. It's like two hundred some odd pages, right? Just read it straight through without getting well, paid, yeah, you know, and not being oh, without drunk.
1: getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> you're just. Doing- out of chapter. the kindness of your heart i'll give you a chapter for free and we'll see you know who likes which better
2: actually that's a good idea you know i might actually do that anyway it's a good idea but anyway i'm going to have somebody do this audiobook but that's going to come out in december um but so this guy wrote in so here's my idea the play something Dancy audiobook is read by gilbert gottfried i'm sure <laughs> wankerly probably has a few good ideas for other people who could read on your behalf like himself yeah. Uh, then with Christmas coming up, you can exploit the sick and wrong listeners of the Play Something Dancy S and W Platinum Edition read by D and Lance. With a disclaimer oh, that every accent that. Lance has ever used will be included within the book.
1: They're all basically the same, so what about yeah. like an, what about like if you get like a chapter by Trucker Paul, a chapter by Vietnam, dude. Oh
2: god, that'd be great. I wish I had Bob Madigan to read, but you know, he actually can't read very well. Or he couldn't read very well
1: you could just like make him do it phonetically and keep repeating when he was sober he could read
2: kind of but i mean i remember when uh he said that radio show and he'd come in just read the public service announcements and he just never could get through it his brother on the other hand is dyslexic he might be a good one
1: yeah boom i can believe can't read so well
2: but he writes just my idea to generate you some much-needed jew gold and i definitely need that keep it sticking around comedy dave so, Dave, um, yeah, you know, an audio book is in the works. I'm hoping to get something out by December prior to Christmas and uh, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. But in the meantime, November 5th, which is tomorrow or today, tomorrow, depending on when you download the podcast, Guy Fox Day, go to Amazon.com and buy a copy of Play Something Dancy for your Kindle or um, whatever, a, a print version. Actually, get a print version and make a good gift, too. Um, November 5th. Remember, remember, Guy Fawkes Day. Um, also, moving on here, iTunes, iTunes. Uh, Wackerly, well, you know, it's been brought to my attention that uh, not that many people have been listening through iTunes currently. Really? Yeah. I, someone told me that there's a uh, an app that he has on his phone that he listens to. And I was like, you know what, dude? You're a fucking bastard. Judas, betrayer of Christ. Just go to iTunes. Subscribe to the show, download it, give us a rating, thus boosting our ranking and attracting more listeners, which in turn will keep us doing this show.
1: What is this app that he's... Well, I don't even want to advertise it, so don't even tell me. I
2: don't know. It. It's like some app he was telling me about. It's like a podcast app he's got on his phone. And, uh, dude, it took every ounce of restraint for me not to smash my beer bottle across his un-
1: well, ungrateful look, face. Well, look, before you're concerned with with the ire of D Simon, just know this. If you're at a bar and some girl looks down at your smartphone and sees that you have iTunes on it, she's going to think, Oh, he has iTunes on his phone, like fucking everybody else. But if a girl looks down at your phone at the bar and she sees that you have some weird podcasting app, she's immediately going to leave and never talk to you, look, in your, look you in the eye, accept the drink from you, definitely there's going to be no sexual favors done for you.
2: It's basically Just the app. Don't for... have
1: po- don't have weird podcast apps on your phone.
2: I mean, it is, that's essentially the app version of Magic the Gathering, a podcast yeah. app. You know, Whereas iTunes, you could be like, no, this is where I listen to Band of Horses. You know? Yes. And Matthew, cool. my
1: all my Matthew Sweet albums I get on here.
2: Definitely. So, people, just, just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe, and uh, rate and give us a comment. Uh, Sick and Wrong t-shirts, now available at the Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Buy a new Sick and Wrong Cheap Trick tee, best way to support the show, because you're advertising for us, and, and not to mention, good conversation starter, Icebreaker. You're advertising yourself. Yeah. Icebreaker, that's what it is. Um, Sick and Wrong song of the week was sent in by Trucker Daz, a new trucker.
1: That sounds like a British guy.
2: He might be. I don't know. But uh, They always
1: put the Z on the end of their nicknames, like Bez and, and Jez, Jez. He's lifting Bez. Trucker
2: Paul's line, though. Here, here's what he writes. He goes, hey, guys, been listening to your show for about a year. I'm working my way through the backlog. Ha ha, I fucking love it. Keeps me smiling when I'm dragging my truck around the UK. You're right. He is a See? UK trucker. I still have a lot of episodes to catch up on, so I'm not sure if you've used this song yet. If you haven't, you should. I know you've played NoFX before, but this song is extra sick. I'm sure Wanker has been to many parties like this. So, this is my suggestion for the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week Party Enema by NoFX. Keep it sick and wrong. You sick fuckers. Adios. Lick my balls. Trucker Daz. <laughs> Daz. Lifting. We haven't have played cancharies. NoFX. Have we? Yeah, we played. Uh, God, I can't think of the name of the song. We've played NoFX before.
1: 350 some shows.
2: Well, NoFX is such a sick and wrong band. Great band, though. Totally recommend the album Punk and Droblik. But, um, you know, I didn't even, I don't think I even own this song. Party Enema. So we're going to end the show here with a fine NoFX tune. A good NoFX ditty called uh, Party Enema. Um, we'll be back next week, people. With episode uh, 355. Till then, take a sleazy.
1: A good night.
0: And apparently, you're not supposed to plug earbuds into your penis.
3: Yeah.